Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is December 15th, 2019. What's that, four in a uh, Yes. Four out of the last five? Yeah, something like that. I'll have you know, also, you all can thank me because I've worn the same shirt. <laughs> she has. <laughs> the last four wins. <laughs> I don't remember if I was wearing it during the loss, but... She's the reason why we won. So, you're welcome. Just doing my part. Yeah, I've been wearing the same underwear <laughs> for three weeks. <laughs> ah, good game, good game. We dominated that game. There was a little little blurb there where I was like, oh, no, they might come back. And that's what happened in the Jacksonville game. And it's in that same period of time. It's like when the opposing offense adjusts and then we have to react to their adjustments. Well, you know, we're so used to the Bucks losing games like this. That's true, too. Yeah, tw- Bucks Twitter was melting down at that point. It wasn't the worst I've seen, but people had come to expect it. Jameis Winston threw an interception on a second pass. When that happened, I was like, all right, yes. <laughs> He's going to have 400 yards. Yeah, let's get that five over Five touchdowns. With. It's true. I saw someone on Twitter call it a good luck pick. Yeah. <laughs> which is so true. It's very accurate. So... And just keep doing it, Jameis. Someone else suggested maybe putting Ryan Griffin in the first series. <laughs> to avoid the interception. To avoid the interception and then let Jameis come in later. <laughs> I don't know if that would work. Yeah, either. I don't know either because I think Jameis still needs to throw the interception. That was only one he had on the day, though. So we got that going for us. The Detroit Lions came in. They had five interceptions on the season. And I said, well, they'll probably double that in this game. Yeah. I thought they'd get two. Yeah, that was a total... Total domination. I mean, in the first quarter, we had 15 rush yards to their six, 221 passing yards to their negative five. That is just outrageous. <laughs> total yards was 236 to one. Wow. Total yards was the first quarter. Nine first downs to one first down, Detroit got. And uh, we had six 20-plus yard plays in the first quarter alone. And they had zero, obviously. They didn't even have 20 yards. By the middle of the second quarter, Winston had 291 yards, 136 passer rating. He was 15 of 19, three touchdowns, 13 first downs. The Lions had 15 total plays. We had 13 first downs. They had 15 total plays. (laughs) Bo was one of five for five yards. He had a 42 rating. That was uh, the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. And, of course, right after we're saying that is when they had their first drive that they could actually put together. So they got, like, three first downs in a row. I think that one of their first downs that they had in the first quarter or the second quarter was because of a penalty on us. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> so. Which, that is the only metric where they beat us. We had nine penalties for 70 Holy yards. Crap, we had know. nine penalties? They had two for 10 yards. Eesh. So they beat us there, but in every other aspect, we just crushed them. Oh, they did match our rushing. We had 49 yards rushing, and they have 45, so not great there. We also had 29 rushing attempts to their 18. So we averaged 1.7 a rush, whereas they averaged 2.5 per rush. I saw JoeBucksFan.com put out an article. Immediately. Immediately. Following a win. Yeah, complaining about our rushing attack. Like, that's what you're going to focus on. Yeah, I'm like... We don't need it. We don't need it. Which I was 
very satisfied with the comments on that article because everyone basically was saying that. Which, you know, he's been crying for a run game for two, three years well, now. Well, they were crying for a, a edge rusher, too. Now we got the best one in the league. They should just shut up. Well, maybe they figure their whining gets the attention. <laughs> it's been reinforced at this point. <laughs> They've been conditioned. Yeah. Which, speaking of our best edge rusher, Shaq Barrett, with his sack today, tied Warren Sapp's record. That is so crazy. I mean, did it's you, just... Did you ever think you would see the day? Yeah, I figured one Eventually. day it would happen. Uh, but, you know, Warren Sapp was a defensive tackle, so that's a little bit more impressive. Right. We know that's not a metric for defensive tackles. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But, yeah, Shaq Barrett is just – he's a beast. I was watching him for most of the game. He was just tearing crap up out there. He was just incredible. Uh, Brashard Perriman had a great game. What? Yeah. Well over what do you have, three 100 touchdowns? yards, three touchdowns. So if you started him in fantasy today, that was quite the gamble that paid off. You should have started him. I don't even have him. Well, you should have got him. You're going to lose your first playoff I'm game. I'm going to lose. I've been in the playoffs before. But I mean your first playoff game of this year. Yeah. It's too much pressure on me without you in there. See, I'm blaming you. <laughs> yeah. Your fault. I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, so Barrett ties Warren Samp's record at 16 and a half sacks. With uh, two games left. With so two games very left. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that brings me to the Carolina Panthers. They got stomped today by the Seattle Seahawks. And if you didn't watch that game, you got to see uh, Jerry McCoy got called for a penalty for being offsides on a third down and four, which gave them a first down, then they scored a touchdown. Jerry McCoy was on the sidelines, like throwing his helmet, all angry, uh, you know, pacing if back I and had forth. seen that at the Buccaneers, that kind of passion. Yeah, right. Where was that at? Right. Where was that at? But... We're used to those kind of penalties from him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Frequently. And uh, you know, so much for him going to a contender. <laughs> the Panthers suck. Oh, I saw a tweet that we could lose out and the Panthers could win out and then we would still tie for second in the NFC South. I think we would still have second place because we have the tiebreaker. Do we? So that's very exciting. Second in the division. Yeah, there's really no way for us not to get second in a division now. Yeah, they, and, uh-huh. because Atlanta, they're 4-9. and nine. They're playing San Francisco today. We're watching that one now. I'm going to pat myself on the back because I called that, that we'd be second in a division. Of course, I thought we'd be fighting with New Orleans for the division title. Oh, my gosh. There was a kick return with Atlanta, and the returner pushed his own guy down <laughs> from the back and ran over top of him. <laughs> he got a gypsum. Anyway, you know... I don't know that you really did pick us because... Hey, it's on the podcast. We got our picks in writing, but that's not good with you because... I already changed how you are. I know, you already changed <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, you keep mentioning Shaq Barrett. They asked Bruce Arians about him today in the press conference, and he said, you darn right, he's coming back next year or something like that. Yeah, he like laughed. That. He said he's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. That's good. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, definitely. I think this whole team really likes Arians and the coaching staff and all that. Yeah. I don't think we're going to lose that many people. You know, it it, it worries me, but at the same time, I'm kind of confident that they'll be able to keep a lot of the guys that we need to keep. Yeah, I think that there's a core group that we need to have, and I think that everyone likes to play and wants to be here. So They definitely, you can tell this is a team on the rise. Yeah. And they all have really good chemistry and relationships. Like, there was an Instagram post from Vita where <laughs> he's girl. filming Big girl. Sue. They call him Big Girl, I guess. Yeah. And then Vita is Fufa. They have nicknames for each other. And they were 
joking around and laughing. So it was cool. It, it just seems like there's a lot of camaraderie there. The secondary's got a lot. Yeah, which they really showed up today. Sean Murphy Bunting got his pick six in his hometown. Third from Detroit. Third interception on the season leads the team in interceptions. That is so crazy. I never would have guessed that. His 70-yard interception return was the fifth longest by any player in the NFL this season and the longest by a Buccaneers player since Mason Foster returned on 85 yards for a touchdown versus New Orleans in 2013. Crazy. Mason Foster, remember him? He went to the Redskins. I, yeah, I do. I liked him. Man, they got cut this year. Yeah. Getting the season. In an ugly way. Yeah. Uh, James Whistle is the first player in NFL history with two 450-plus pass yard games consecutive. The only one to ever do it. That's incredible. That is insane. When you play in a league with the likes of Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan and no one's ever done that before. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Well, he's not really a gunslinger. Yeah, Philip Rivers. Aaron Rodgers. Craziness. And Jameis had a pretty good day. Went 28 of 42, which is... Almost what David Blau went. He went 24 of 43. But Jameis had 458 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and had a rating of 124.9. He got sacked twice. That's not that bad. No, Blau got sacked twice too. Blau. 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 I know where your mind is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he had 260 yards, uh, six-yard average compared to Jameis Winston's 10.9 yards average per pass. Um, Blau ended up with a 54.4 rating compared to Jameis Winston's 124.9. Right. He threw no interceptions and had, I mean, no touchdowns and had two interceptions. Phenomenal. Listen, so with Chris Godwin getting hurt in the game. Mm, yes. That was a big one. Was a big Carded one. off the sideline. Whitehead. Bad. Whitehead. Scotty Miller also. Jameis threw completions to 11 different receivers. Good. Ishmael Hyman. Hyman. I know. He got one. Three yards. That was a third down conversion, too, if I recall that correctly. So. Tanner Hudson, he got hurt, but he had a reception for 14 yards. Right. VA said that's a head injury. Yeah, he's in the concussion protocol, which is interesting because we've talked about this all year long. It's one of the positives with the Buccaneers is that we have not been hit by the injury bug. And then we've got all these hamstrings. Mike, Mike Evans... Last week, and then this week, Chris Godwin, which B.A. said it does not look good. Same thing he said with Evans, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But And then Whitehead. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. B.A. said maybe they're pushing him too hard at practice. They're not hydrating too much at, enough. Maybe. So he said he's going to get with the sports science people and see get what they can do Get some science up in there. Right. Fix our guys. But, you know... It's happened at the end of the season. Yeah, if you're going to have it happen, this is the time to have it happen. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to the playoffs. And bring in some guys that, you know, can take their place. Now, I, w- I want to see what happened to Ryan Jensen. It was This was in the second quarter, oh, about nine minutes Oh, that was so left. weird. Yeah, he got hurt, went off the sideline. He was pissed. Pit. He was like purple. He was so mad. Yeah. And then they had Watford was taking snaps with on the sideline with Winston. Yeah, no, they were like on the field. Yeah. And we called a timeout and they were just like practicing briefly, warming up. Yeah, and then Jensen came back out and he was like, no, I'm playing. I mean, they, the coaches were like trying to hold him back or yeah. something. He was like, no, and he just went back out there. And then I read a tweet later in the game that said that his upper arm was wrapped pretty tightly. So I wonder if that was it. But yeah, he was pissed. He was so mad. And then there was one point on the broadcast you could see him fighting with a defensive lineman. Yeah, punched him right in the face. Punched him in the face. It was awesome. (laughs) I just love him. I do too. Devontae David had a great game. Had uh, two tackles for a loss. 
They were great, great tackles. And then, didn't he have an interception that got called? Yeah, for a penalty. Penalty, yeah, yeah. That was on JPP, the penalty. Okay. Yeah, he had, Levante had eight total tackles, seven solo, two TFLs, one pass defended. We had quite a few TFLs. We had uh, four, five, six, seven, seven TFLs. Seven. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's got a Greg Shiano days. That bunting pick six, though, that was the fourth quarter. That was when they were making their comeback. That was yeah. beautiful. That was he beautiful. He just sealed it for us. Yep. Then uh, Darian Stewart, number ah. 24, he had an interception with four minutes left, but they reversed it. And I swear, look to me, like that ball never hit the ground. I mean, it could have, but I just didn't see enough on the replay where they could have overturned it. Yeah, I need to go back and look at it. Because I just saw it the one time. And I was yeah, like, they hey. only showed it once. Yeah. And, uh, you know, usually they're very strict about overturning it, so there's not... Right. I think that they could have made the case for there's not enough there, so it just has to stand. That was my analysis when I saw it. Mm-hmm. It didn't look to me like you could see the ball hit the right. ground. Yeah, that, that was my point. His arm was kind of in the way. Right. And so I don't know what angle they had where they could actually see that. Not from the broadcast angle, anyway. Devontae David also caused a fumble at 2 minutes and 40 seconds left. That was recovered by Devin White. That was awesome. Love to see that. Devin was not going out. <laughs> he, he was not, not going to fall in that ball. No, he, he, he was trying to was pick that thing up. It was hilarious. Running it back. By then, all the Lions fans were gone, which yeah. I get that. Yeah, but that stadium was empty. I know. I do feel for the Lions fans, man. I've always had a soft spot for them. I like Mount Stafford. Yeah. And it was really weird. We had it was a little over two minutes left. We got the ball. We did victory formation with Ryan Griffin out there. And then we did it four times, turned it over on downs. They had 35 seconds left or something like that. And then they did the kneel down. Yeah, they couldn't catch try. us at that point. Yeah, but you don't ever give up like that, I don't think. I think it sends the wrong message to the team. That's why uh, it was the... Chicago, Chicago game. game was last year with Cutter. Yeah. That's when like I said. Six minutes left. Yeah, six minutes left. He just started running the ball, running the clock out, and we were down like 20 points or something. I can't remember. And he, he just gave up with six minutes left. And I said, that's it. He, you know, he's going to lose a team like that. You can't. You have to fight. You have to fight. You know, and even even when you're down two or three scores with 35 seconds left, you, go, you never know what's going to happen in football, mm-hmm. man. You never know. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons got three onside kicks yeah. a couple weeks ago. One was. Call back on penalty, but they got two right. back to back. And then Matt Ryan went out there and laid an egg. <laughs> God, I would be surprised if they hang on to him this at the end of the year. He's just had a really crappy year. What do you think about Jameis? I think we're keeping him. I think so too. I think he's earned it. Oh, most definitely. Uh, you know, there there's some things he needs to improve on, of course. He's always needed to improve on them. Yeah, these are know. the same three things I've said. Since we drafted him. But with the rest of the team rallying around him. Yeah, they're stepping up. Exactly. Offensive line did good today. It was a little shaky there to start off with, but you know he, he had plenty of time to throw. He had nice pockets. But the defense is really stepping it up and making up for Jameis Winston's deficiencies. Right. Like that interception, Detroit gets the ball back and they go three and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they actually lost yardage. They got an interception on us, lost five yards in three plays, <laughs> and then punted it back to us. So it's like the interception didn't really happen. Really. Yeah. And for Jameis to be able to overcome losing Mike Evans and then Chris Godwin. Right. You know, uh, Mike Evans played with Johnny Manziel in college, and it was completely evident that Mike Evans was the reason why Johnny Manziel 
played as good as he did. Right. Once you, they got to the NFL and weren't playing together, you could tell who was carrying that tandem. You can't say that about Jameis Winston. No. You can't say Mike. I mean, Mike Evans hasn't played two games now, and Jameis Winston's put up 450-plus yards. <laughs> two games. He's passing it to anybody. Anybody that can catch the ball, Jameis Winston's going to get you the ball. So you can't blame uh, – you can't say that the receivers are what makes Jameis Winston. I would have to say it's the exact opposite. Jameis yeah. Winston is making the receivers. Although Mike Evans, I think he could probably – if you could make Johnny Manziel look good, <laughs> you can make anybody look yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely an elite receiver. Yes. Yes, he is. And, you know, the combination between him and Jameis Winston for the next few years, that's going to be an unstoppable – duo and now we got Chris Godwin in there which I love Godwin because he is so physical he is tough he does not look like it he's a lot more slender than Mike Evans is I feel like like Mike Evans is a little bulkier and Chris Evans just looks very lean but Chris Godwin I mean yeah Chris Chris I said Chris Evans (laughs) Captain America's on our team (laughs) I wish um (laughs) what you get the shield in there whatever I know why you want him on the team did we ever tell that story about going and seeing the... No, that was Thor. Oh, that was Thor. Oh, that, your, your other main <laughs> that was the crush. other one. Anyway, no, that's a story for another time. Maybe the off-season. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. Oh, Chris Godwin. He does not look like a physical player, but he is so hard to take down. He is constantly breaking tackles, evading tacklers. It's really impressive. Like, Mike Evans, he's big, but he's slow and... He can get tackled. He's not a he's yards a, after the catch guy. Yeah, Godwin exactly. is. And we haven't had one of those forever. I know. And plus, Chris Godwin is a great blocker. You know, yeah. he's very physical. He's out there. You know, he's not uh, Julio Jones level blocking, but he's out there doing a good dang job. Yeah, I think he likes contact. I get that impression, too. <laughs> Which I love because he just doesn't look like that kind of receiver, but he really is. And having Chris Godwin out was a uh, shame because there was a stat posted on the 12th, right before the game, that Chris Godwin has seen the most targets without a single drop this season, 113 targets, and he has not dropped a pass yet. Really? Yep. He's second in the NFL, or he was second in the NFL, with 1,212 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. So hopefully he'll be able to come back and add to his stats. If not, oh, well. He's had a really good season. He had a great year. Puts him up there with the uh, with the elites, if you ask me. In the game, the 10 longest plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all of them were over 20 yards. For the Detroit Lions, they only had three plays that were over 20 yards. Wow. Uh, they only had nine plays that were over 10. Unbelievable. Yeah. We had over 10 20-plus yard plays. <laughs> it's incredible. So we had more 20-yard plays than they did 10-yard plays. 10-plus yeah. yard plays. Mm-hmm. Wow. Want to give a shout out to Brittany, one of the captains of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cheerleaders. She is going to the Pro Bowl. How do they select that person? Nah, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, good for Brittany. Yeah. Represent. Represent. Have they set the Pro Bowl? Who's going? Not yet. For the players yet? Nope. Keep voting. Can you still vote? I don't think you can vote. I think that's over. Well, the player or the fan voting is only thirty percent of the total votes. Right, it's the players, the uh, right, is yeah, it coaches, or I don't know how it fans works. play. Yeah, it's all a popularity contest, anyhow. Because I mean, if Evans, Godwin, Barrett, Winston, and Vita don't go to the Pro Bowl, it's obvious it's all popularity, and we know they're all not going to go to the Pro Bowl. It's true. Shaq Barrett definitely needs to go. Mike Evans definitely needs to go. Vita might. Don't know. There aren't that many defensive tackles that 
or nose tackles, however his position is defined. <laughs> right. Once you know that have that good as stats, you know Aaron Donald. Of course he's going to go. Shaq Barrett better go. They have sack leader. I know. He's been the sack leader all year. I think he's he was tied for a little while. He might have fallen down half a sack or a sack at one point right. for one week. Yeah, I think so. That's quite impressive, man. Our team is impressive. It's a good team. I like them. They're fun to watch. Yeah, even the announcer said fun. that. Even the announcer said that. I like that. They were like, when Levante David made one of his TFLs, I think it was a hit on that tight end. Yeah. And it was like you could hear the hit on the broadcast. They replayed it, and one of the announcers were like, listen to him. He's jacked. And, you know, he you was, could he hear was... Levante just going off. And the announcer was just going on about how it's awesome to see that when a player gets like that. So it was cool. Well, our next opponent is the... Houston Texans, that's going to be on a Saturday, guys. I am so excited about this because yesterday I felt like my whole day was just sitting around twiddling my thumbs until the Bucks <laughs> played on Sunday. <laughs> now you see how I feel from February I to know. September. <laughs> you know, and we were talking about this earlier that normally at this point during the season, we're not excited for the games. We're just excited for them to be over because normally they're so bad at this point in the season. We're just ready. I was excited for the game today, that's for sure. I was too. You almost hit it exactly. You predicted 42-17. The score was 38-17. So yeah. props, kudos to you. Well, you you said 32-17. So if we're going by prices right rules, I went over. <laughs> I thought I said 32-21. Oh, you did, 32-21. I should have just let you give me more props. <laughs> should just shut my mouth. <laughs> So, yeah, I did get pretty close. Uh, Houston beat the Tennessee Titans today, so they are trying to win that division. Right. It's still close. The Titans are only one game down on the Texans. But they're coming to the Buccaneers. Yeah. I know last two home games, we are done with road games. We finished 5-3 and three on the season. On the road. That's impressive. On the road, yeah. We had a good run. And we had a lot of mileage to do this we year. We sure did. I think most in NFL history. Ridiculous. They need to make the Patriots do that next year. <laughs> As punishment for As all their cheating. As punishment for all the cheating. <laughs> Did you see that video? Yeah, we sat here and watched it. The video of the videographer and the Bengal security guys. Yeah. While he was filming the... Yeah, they were like, what are you doing, man? You can't You do can't do that. that. Okay, here's the thing. Does the Patriots really need help beating the Bengals? <laughs> I know, right? Do they need a cheat to beat the Bengals? <sighs> I don't think so. Uh, Does anyone think so? Would the Bucks need a cheat to beat the Bengals? I don't think so. Come on. So the Houston Texans are going to come into the house fighting. They're going to, they're going to be fighting. Yeah, I mean, they, they got something to play for. They got something to play for. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was held pretty well today, right? Yardage and stuff. Yeah. With the Texans. So, you know, maybe we can get a blueprint from that. But they did win. So we had to watch some film on the Texans this week. It was a close game, 24-21 with Houston beating the Tennessee Titans. DeAndre Hopkins ended up with... Oh, six receptions for 119 yards. No touchdowns, though. <laughs> That's really the difference there. Yeah. yeah. Kenny Stills hawked all the touchdowns from him. He had two That's on three receptions <laughs> on three targets. God, he had 35 yards. 35 yards and two touchdowns. Son of a... <laughs> I have DeAndre. I'm going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. So don't forget, the game is on Saturday at 1 p.m. I need to get the word out to all the Buccaneer fans. I mean, diehards are going to know, but... There are some people out there who are not going to be aware of that, so let, let me make sure you let everybody know. Uh, it'd be nice to have a uh, packed stadium. The Detroit Lions only have 56,000 people show up, and there's 60,000, or was it? 65,000. 65,000, and it didn't even look like that much. No. That's their official, 
the official paid numbers, but like I said, a lot of a lot of corporations buy season tickets, and then you know, people don't go. So, so it, next week should be a pretty good barometer for where we are at. Uh, we're going to go in limping because of all the injuries. I think our defense is really going to have to step it up. Not that they haven't been stepping it up. But this is a different caliber team than what we've seen in the last few weeks. We were two and six at week eight, right? Eight, nine, something week like nine, that. yeah, week eight for us. But and we are seven and seven now. We've lost That's one so game. Crazy. And that was against the Saints. I'm very proud of this team. Very proud of them. I'm happy, happy with them. Another. This has been a full month of <laughs> being proud and walking with my chest out, wearing my colors with no humility. <laughs> <laughs> December is a good month for the Bucks. Finally, finally for yeah. once. <laughs> yeah, no playoffs, but yeah, October was kind of a shitty month. If we would have won that Giants game, if we would have won the Giants game and the Tennessee game, both the two games we should should have won. The Giants game in particular, because we only lost that by a foot, literally. And you know, we'd be right in it. We'd be right in the middle of the hunt. Yeah, but hey, can't cry for spilt milk. We got a good football team. They're entertaining to watch. They're beating people silly. We've got hope. Especially for next year. Just imagine what Another we can year. do with a full, a few upgrades, you know? Or just a full year in this system. Yeah. Everybody getting more used to each other. Hopefully we've got a lot of continuity, too. We keep people. Yeah. All right, and that's going to wrap it up for us. If you want to stay and listen to Bruce Arians' post-game press conference, we'll have it at the end of the podcast here. Great game today. It was fun to watch. It was good to see us beat down another team. I always enjoy that. We played well. I think uh, you're going to be hearing us talked about all during the offseason as the team to watch. So Buccaneers fans, hold your head up high, stick your chest out, wear your colors proud. And until next time, Go Bucks. Uh, another game that uh, there's always an ebb and a flow in a ball game. We kind of gave up two broken plays, got them down there. But then our defense, I, I thought, really rebounded well. And obviously, Sean gets the pick six and pretty much puts it on ice. And we get another stop. Um, and Jameis hits Rashad. Obviously, Chris is down with another hamstring. Scotty got a hamstring when he scored his touchdown. And um, can't say enough about the guys. Ish jumped in there, got a big first down play. And uh, HUD, we'll see how he's got a head injury. So he made a big play. I mean, um, other than say, so, okay, throw interception, get this shit over with, let's go. And let's go win the game. And uh, so, yeah, I thought Jameis played really, really well. Uh, he saw the hot, it was a little bit late, and the guy made a good play on it. Versus two weeks in a row, he set his own career record. He was 456 and comes back with 458. When you start to see these things stack up and everybody talks about decisions, does it start to become easier? Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's more good than bad, you know, and that's what we've been looking for the whole time, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing for me was we didn't give up any points. We turned the ball over inside the 50 this time, nothing. Defense is starting to grow up a little bit, sudden change defense, and uh, and protecting him a little bit better. You had so many question marks coming into the week with you knew Mike was out today, we you know Donovan's out. Yeah, I think with the injuries that occurred in game, um, can't say enough about the guys. And like I said, I don't care what your jersey number is. When you have that Buccaneers logo on your helmet, there's an expectation level of your play when you step out on the field. And it's whether if you were on the practice squad last week or if you've been a backup tackle or, or a backup nose guard, uh, the level of expectation doesn't change. Get out there and do something to win the game. 
I'm surprised it took this long. I really am. And, and I guess with Chris and Mike having years ahead, it was hard. But, uh, you know, he, he had a great ball game. That last one was great throw and catch. And, uh, you know, was, uh, we had him earlier um, and, we, and we got hit. And you're right when we're getting ready to go get him. I thought he had a, a long one, you know, 99 yarder. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I can't say enough about him. Yeah, it's just there's always some some butterflies going around, and uh, you know I, I didn't see the block in the back, but uh, um, they obviously saw it. Yeah. For this team, you have four wins in a row. You're three and seven. Just everything, just the way we're practicing, where we're performing on Sundays. And uh, it'll be a big test now with, we'll see who's left for Houston on a short week, you know. For so many guys to be going down with Hampshire, is there anything you want to for why this? We'll be talking a lot to our sports science people about it. Maybe I've overworked them in practice, the receivers, because we need the reps. Our quarterback needs the reps, and uh, so we run a little bit more than when this time of year that I would probably like to do. But our, we need the reps. It's hard to know exactly what James feels. Yeah, I think there's some discomfort. I don't know how much pain, but there's discomfort, you know. And he got used to the glove real quick, and uh, guys did a good job of making that thing for him. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge, huge play. The, you know, they kept throwing to the guys they can't catch. They finally threw one to the guy they can't catch, and it went to the house. I mean, Dean's got the easiest pick that he's ever going to get. Goes through his hand, Carlton waves at one. Uh, but yeah, it was a, then it was a big, big play in the game. Big play in the game. At what, at what point during the week was James? No, it was just Friday. Watching him in Friday's practice with the glove and, and the brace and uh, um, the fact that he wanted to play speaks volume of him. We talked about Shaq Barrett a lot, but he did, set, he did tie the record. He still has two games to break it. We had about eight more sacks out there. We let go, but this kid did a hell of a job of scrambling. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's a huge record. Now, don't, I don't think we can overlook that one at all. That's, that's, that's big time. Uh, how about Sue's sack, which may have put them in a tougher spot before that? Thing, yeah, I mean, we came off the edge, and that looks like both guys missed, and they finally rushed him up and pushed, pushed him in to, to Sue, and he got him on the ground. And I thought he was going to get the ball out, but uh, he didn't get a penalty. That's good. Anything else? Coach, I, I, sorry I was flying over here to get to you. Um, uh, can you just put into words what getting more in a row means for you, especially with what you're trying to do going into next year? Yeah, it's everything. I mean, what, what we're trying to finish out on a, on a very, very positive note. And uh, with all the guys that had to step up in this ball game, especially offensively, it, it means a ton. Do you have any update on Chris Godwin's next season? Uh, does not look good, but yeah. Do you know what Godwin's going to play for next week with the he was close today. You know, he tried to, you know, Alley, Alley Bull rushed him and he couldn't handle it, so that was it. So. If uh, Barrett said that if you knew what Barrett was going to do, you would assign him to a two year contract. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, but that said, you can't let this guy out. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. What can you say about the job that James Winston did, especially with the fracture film? Uh, that was fantastic. You know, just 
just give them one and let's go play and let's win the game. And, uh, you know, it, it, that first quarter was lights out. And, uh, I mean, every ball was on the money. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I can't say enough about it.